there have been several multitudinously harmful developments as a result of the neoliberal thinking, blended later on with neoconic zealotry for capitalism and globalism, which emerged in the late 1970s, starting from Woodrow Wilson, Ronald Reagan, U.S. President, 1981-1989, and then, British PM, Margaret Thatcher, 1979-1990. There has been an explosion of private power, splintering the societies, destabilizing the financial system, attacking people and countries and so on. Neoconic globalization has also been an important catalyst in political parties shifting further to the right and far right and succumbing to the power of increasingly dominant multinational corporations. This is glaringly evidenced in America, where the Republican Party has shifted so far off the spectrum that earlier old guard Republicans would hardly recognize the Republican Party of today. Democrats, in reality, are just the other side of the same coin. Capitalism The rise of capitalism and market economics, especially under neoliberalism, as noted above, shifted most of the Western countries and participating societies from static to future orientation, based on the growth of capital and far-right politics. Capitalism seeks to maximize profit by locking down suppliers and or by monopolizing markets, negative, while neoliberalism moving the right to far-right, transfiguring into neoconism, almost bordering fascism. Therefore, there is a need to control the market and the neoliberal tendencies, so that someone doesn't monopolize or cartel things by price-fixing and pursuing neoconic globalist capitalist policies castigating a certain segment of the population. Socialism, by Karl Marx, was introduced to address the structural limitations-slash-defects in capitalism. The break to capitalism came with Dutch and then British joint stock companies, the Dutch East India Company and British East India Company, that sold shares in spice expeditions to capitalize them. They distributed the profit based on ownership and retained part of the capital to grow. From this came market economics as a component of what we know as capitalism. Six billionaires own more money than that is owned by 3.8 billion common people. The grotesque face of capitalism. Mainstream politicians in the USA have long insisted that Medicare for all, a universal basic income, student debt relief and a slew of other much-needed public programs are off the table because the federal government cannot afford them but that was before Wall Street and the stock market was driven onto life support by the coronavirus. Congress has now suddenly discovered the magic money tree. It took only a few days for Congress to unanimously pass the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, CARES, Act, which will be doling out $2.2 trillion in crisis relief, most of it going to corporate America with few strings attached. Beyond that, the Federal Reserve is making over $4 trillion available to banks, hedge funds and other financial entities of all stripes, it has dropped the Fed funds rate, interbank rate, effectively to zero and, it has made $1.5 trillion available to the repo market. As per Ellen Brown, Global Research. Capitalism, imperialism and profit over people policies have been badly exposed by an invisible curse COVID-19. The USA, cheerleader of the capitalists, whose Pentagon spends $2 billion a day, $80 million every hour, arrogantly refused to get help from China and the WHO. Highly developed imperialist countries such as Britain, Germany, France, Italy, and Spain, on the other hand, were also financially overwhelmed and could not help each other. They also were at a loss to offer any help to the rest of the world. https colon slash slash shakir2.wordpress.com slash 2017 slash 12 slash 24 slash liberalism a precursor to atheism slash most recently exposed ugliest face of the neoconic globalist capitalism. The American government has a much bigger concern, that if they find a COVID-19 vaccine, China will copy it and distribute it for free. People will be thinking, 
why it would be a problem for a manufacturing superpower, home to 1.4 billion people, to inoculate itself and others. But to the White House, this would be stealing of a potential American innovation, depriving its pharmaceutical manufacturers of billions of dollars of profit. Biomedical research has long been a focus of theft, especially by the Chinese government, and vaccines and treatments for the coronavirus are today's holy grail, says John C. Demers, the Assistant Attorney General for National Security, adding that, putting aside the commercial value, there would be great geopolitical significance to being the first to develop a treatment or vaccine. We will use all the tools we have to safeguard American research. The fact that intellectual property and the profits of multinational pharmaceutical corporations are officially being put before saving lives, even during a pandemic threatening the entirety of humanity, was not mentioned by the New York Times, who covered Demers's remarks. Dean Baker, visiting professor of economics at the University of Utah and senior economist at the Center for Economic Policy Research in Washington, D.C., offered an alternative view, claiming that he would be delighted if China stole vaccine technology and gave it to billions of people, telling Mint Press News that. Greater than the coronavirus pandemic is a clear instance in which the whole world shares a common interest in developing and distributing a vaccine. This should mean that we have open research, where all findings are posted on the web as quickly as possible, so that they can build on them. Once a vaccine is developed we should want it spread throughout the world as quickly as possible at the lowest possible cost. Trump's concern that China would somehow steal a vaccine means that he is more concerned about protecting someone's profits here, as well as possibly an ego trip, were number one, then possibly saving hundreds of thousands of lives. All McLeod, May 4, 2020, MPN. Cuba, Russia, Turkey, and China, came to the world's rescue. Putin, upon request from the president, Donald Trump, sent a plane load, marked from Russia with love, of medical supplies. American state governors, mayors, and other corporations started dealing directly with the Chinese corporations ignoring the federal government's intransigence. FEMA finally ordered multiple shipments of medical supplies from China, whose distribution was done through for-profit corporations. China has sent by air, rail and sea the needed medical equipment to over 89 countries around the world. Supplies include test kits, face masks, protective kits, goggles, forehead thermometers and ventilators, etc. Chinese medical workers and supplies have been sent to 28 countries in Asia, 26 in Africa, 16 in Europe, 10 in the South Pacific and 9 in the Americas. This assistance is China's most extensive-slash-wide-ranging humanitarian operation since the founding of the People's Republic of China in 1949. Turkey has so far helped 38 countries, out of 69 WHO requested, with the medical supplies and ranks second after China. Cuba sends more doctors to developing countries than does the WHO. Cuba has also developed and freely shared with the world a medication that helps to treat those tested COVID-19 positive interferon alpha-2b. Karl Marx's writing, a 29-year-old philosopher with a taste for Epicurean hedonism and Hegelian rationality, even after two centuries, remains one of the most penetrating analyses of capitalism that the gap between labor and capital would get worse. Marx predicted that capitalism would lead to poverty amidst plenty, a scenario that's depressingly familiar today all over Europe and the USA https colon slash slash shakir2.wordpress.com slash 2017 slash 12 slash 24 slash liberalism a precursor to atheism slash Karl Marx analyzed capitalism as a social system, rather than a purely economic one. Humans and human relationships depend on our place within the system of capitalism itself. If we don't find a place within the system as individuals and human beings then we live under the exclusion. Capitalism doesn't just determine our source of income but how we relate to each other our surroundings, and ourselves. 
To be rendered superfluous by the system is damning to social well-being as well as economic livelihood. We as human beings, our individuality, is not separate from what and how we, as a species, produce things and interact with nature. The emergence of COVID-19 is said to be, as climate change, a natural outgrowth of the profiteering activities of anthropocentric industrial capitalism, AIC, which is an existential threat to humanity. If we continue to pillage the earth for profits, we will, in part, trespass deeper into the habitats of other species increases the frequency of closer contact with them, creating the possibility for other novel coronaviruses. This should come as no surprise, since in the recent past the earth's ecosystem has responded to abuse with AIDS, avian flu, SARS, MERS, and Zika. The militarization of space is another far more dangerous adventure undertaken by neoconic capitalists and imperialists. Knowing the fact that the external substantive factors can throw the economy out of the kilter, faulty internal dynamics and logic of capitalism would also inevitably be responsible. Capitalism's very survival depends on the generation of profits while creating misery, inequality, injustice, unemployment, inflation, alienation, stress, recessions, and systemic crises as inevitable social and economic vectors. Our destiny for quite some times, from Bush's slash Cheney duo till now, has been, is in the hands of doltish presidents and neoconic world-domineering veeps. It is time to start asking hard questions like, is capitalism capable of addressing the problems it produces? How many times should a system that time and again failed to deliver be bailed out? After Woodrow Wilson and Richard Nixon, it was George H. W. Bush WHO saddled the neocon Trojan horse, while the Americans were in deep slumber, and invaded Iraq. His successors Bill Clinton, G.W. Bush, and Barack Hussein Obama paved a way for the globe-trotting capitalist neocons to tread on ever after. The political parties these men represented mean nothing. The real bunch of comrades they represent is the globalist capitalist neocons. The reason we have been at war ever since, Bush I invaded Kuwait and Bush II invaded Afghanistan, Iraq having nothing to do with those countries, posing any imminent threat to the United States or anything of that kind, is greed, lust for money, power, control and perceived, security of Israel. That is how they enriched and empowered themselves, and fulfilled their economic-slash-political-slash-cultural-slash-tribal fancies by controlling the world agendas. This is the same reason the neocons have created ISIS, al-Nusra, ETL. As proxy armies to take the war into any of the so-called enemy-slash-terrorist exporting countries and eventually destroy Iran, guaranteeing the expansionist designs of Israel. We Americans, to be realistic, should remain mindful of the reasons for our pullback from Syria and Afghanistan. The real battle is between Americanism versus capitalism. Globalists and neocons are global capitalist. Comment slash feedback slash share slash like slash follow. Shakir2.wordpress.com